Hello, everyone. All right. Good to be with you. Not the news. We're back. So, it was just try number what? This is, I mean, technically try number four. Try but number four. Uh, officially try number two. Officially try number yeah. two. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. And then we've got another legit guest today. So, a legit I mean, so person. far, so far, we're doing Who has great. agreed to hang out with us and we're not even paying him? Well, he got what? beer. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh. We didn't, we it's lured not. you under false pretenses. No, I think it. You it, got a yingling? Yes. Yeah. I was going to mention name brand, but yes. I've got a, <laughs> all, all you can so drink up to, to three. Up to three. <laughs> Two. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. So um, usually we just start by, you know, chit-chatting, but we have such a premium guest here. Yeah, we can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So say hi to Jay Jackson. Jay, how are you, buddy? Great. Great. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Jay, explain to everyone what your current career path uh, is, uh, entails. I am a musician. I play for Jason Aldean, steel guitarist. Most people do not know what that is, but it's basically... <laughs> guitar that lays down um <laughs> it's been called I've many been doing, things i've been doing this all week because every everyone's like so what's what? he play i was like steel guitar he's like I, I was like it's the one you don't hold yeah that, well that still doesn't i've had it uh i've had people ask uh who's the sling player the sling player i have what is a sling i don't know like a slinky i i don't know but that was one question um me the, I'm the, sling the, the little the little machine who plays the little machine, mm-hmm. little machine which is almost player. accurate yeah um, we were doing a, either today or a Good Morning America, and the when the host looked back, she goes, "Is that a mandolin?" <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. No, it was the first one was is that an auto harp? Oh my! And our guitar player goes, "Yes, yes, it is." <laughs> and then the next year, there, the other one asked, "Is that a mandolin?" And the one who got it wrong the previous year said, "No, that's a steel guitar." Like oh. she really knew. Well, at least I remember. Yeah, but anyway, say xylophone. Yes, uh, harp. It doesn't matter. When did you start playing that? Uh, ten. I was ten years old when I, my first performance in front of people. Family band. Was Kentucky. it the sound of the steel that like you were like? That's, yeah, that's um, my thing. I just love the way that thing winds and and I mean <laughs> you know you know what I mean. It's, a, that it's, sound, a, it's, it's such its a own, unique sound. It is. And in our house, we had every instrument. My parents had a band, um, and I'd learned a little bit on the piano, a little bit on this, just all by ear, just picking up and, and playing along with songs. But I really loved the steel guitar, the way it sounded. And my um, family came to me, my dad and my mom sat down. It was, I remember vividly, it was uh, okay, because I was also doing gymnastics. So there were five kids in the house. We couldn't afford much of anything. I happened to be the one, they were putting money into me for some reason. And, <laughs> and the, whole, uh, the whole family's riding on yeah, you. Yeah, the whole, fa- the whole yeah, family's we're, on we're, you. Hey, we're all counting on you. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they came to me, and there was a point of, okay, you're either going to do gymnastics. You know, my mom's like, gymnastics or music. My dad's like, gymnastics or music. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I chose a steel guitar, so that was a, a feat for them to even get enough money to, to find one. That's not a cheap instrument. No, even the beginners aren't cheap. Yeah. So, um, And that's uh, I just uh, took to it. The only lesson or coaching I had was my mom read up, and, of course, I had to go to the library at that point. There's no Oregon music store. And find out what the frets, you know, what the chords were. Sorry. <laughs> and, Sorry uh, a little family squabble yeah, in the yeah, background there. Yeah, yeah, I'm used to it. Um, and she wrote out on a piece of tape the chords and because each thing, and that was it. And I had to sit and figure out there are three pedals on my left foot that do things. There's a volume pedal on my right foot that does things. Uh, there are knee levers that come down from my knees to go left and right that do things. It's crazy. And there's, there are ten strings, not six. So yeah, there was. A <laughs> I'm fascinated right now because I don't even know what you're saying. This is yeah, incredible. Yeah, that, those are the basics to the instrument. It's uh, you have a basics. Metal, you have a metal slide. But I was telling uh, you can you can pretty much knowing this you can pick up any string instrument and play it. I mean, you pretty much have an understanding of any stringed in- Look instrument. At, looking back on it, learning it the way I did did give me that yeah. ability to look at anything and figure it out because of how. And, and some people ask me, oh, it's so hard to play. Well, for me, I just started on it, so no. But but if I could tell them a few things, I, if they can get that, then they could probably do it. Just I mean, it's not – it's coordination, yes. It's precise. There's, you know, if you move one little bit, you're out of tune. It's a fretless instrument. You know, I mean, the frets are there to, for you to see, but the strings are so far off the, because it's a slide. So you move your left hand a little bit this way or that way, and then you sound awful. <laughs> do, do all bands have one of those? Because forgive my ignorance, I have zero musical talent. I played the flute like once in sixth grade. Yes, she tries to sing band all can. the time. It was really, yeah. it was really, really bad. Um, in fact, I was asked not to come back to class. <laughs> so, do all bands have one of these? No, um, okay, so this is rare. It's uh, well nowadays it's very rare, especially in country music. Because it's a country instrument mostly. Every now and then you have artists. Um, 
John Mayer put one on a couple songs. Mm-hmm. It's a gimmicky thing. It can be. Uh, for country, it used to be a staple of country music, um, but that went away. Uh, like I mean, every decade it changes. You know yeah. what, what's? I, I remember talking to some people, and they were like, "Well." You know, this country music isn't isn't country anymore. What happened to Merle Haggard? And I said, well, when he came along, he wasn't country. It was so. But this instrument is um, it's a rare thing. It's uh, I call it. You know, I'm last hired, first fired. It's like when the money <laughs> when the money's good enough, you hire that guy. When the money when you start slowing down, we need to when you start slowing down. Th- yeah, then you, you go away. Luckily, um, Jason, I mean, has been uh, very. I mean, every album has a lot of steel, even though it's not traditional sounding. You know, they may do different things with it, but that's pretty cool. I like doing different things, you know. and uh, But he uses it almost on every song, every, it, every one. It adds song. to his already unique sound. I mean, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it really, when you hear a Jason song come on, you you know, yeah. even, even you know though, it's him. Even though his songs are different, yeah, it's still you know it's him, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. I, I'm extremely lucky to, to have this job. That's no doubt about that. They agree. That's uh, Hank, <laughs> Charlie, and Layla in the background, in case you were listening. Neil's dog's. They usually are settled down by now. I'm not really sure it's what the energy. you did to them when you came a, in, Jay. They're no, just excited you're here. Well, they're usually lying down by now, but right now they're they're doing something that... They're humping each other. I can't I describe. Wasn't, I wasn't going to say that's the energy I, ha- I have, but maybe, we're, I don't know. We're a pretty close-knit family here. <laughs> like if I, When I used to go to dog parks, I'd sit down on the bench, and literally within seconds, dogs were up on my lap. I mean, you know. It's just... Like Charlie. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Take it as a compliment. Yeah. Oh, 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 and now we're, we're having a okay, a, a okay. Three, very good. You guys are this siblings. is good radio right here. Mm-hmm. Visual podcast. radio, good visual radio. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you started at ten, and and have you played for anyone else uh, before you met up with Jason? In terms of professionally touring, professionally touring, um, and yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I did it backwards in terms of how this worked. Um, I did real life first. You know, yeah. real jobs, real. Yeah. Okay, know, so real what did that consist of? What's real life? Real life consists of. <laughs> he looks at his watch. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, um, after the actually, I was signed up in the Navy the summer between my eleventh and twelfth grade year. Yeah, I'd already signed up and decided and I'm going there because you know the family had no money for college and I was going to try to do something. Um, grew up as a carpenter with my dad, so I had those skills. Uh, went to the Navy. As a low, low, low-level peon, and within one year, uh, this is back. Clinton was cutting back the budget. They just went ahead and said, "You're out because we're you don't, we don't need you. <laughs> you can't do anything." Training, <laughs> training, yeah. training for becoming a steel player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Last hired, first fired, and they let me go. Um, and then um, I, you know, I got married at a young age for the first time. Just keep track of that. Write that down. One. Okay. Yes. And then. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty good at that already. Don't yeah, worry. mostly. <laughs> I, can, mostly. <laughs> I can keep track. Don't worry, Jay. <laughs> Had a couple odd jobs, and then uh, I walked into a music store. I was mechanically inclined and uh, musically inclined, and I started working as a horn wiper at a music store. Horn after wiper. They, after they would fix the horns, I would get them ready to to put into the rental package. You know, all wrapped up and clean. Oh, horn wiper! I've <laughs> got a s- horn for you to wipe. <laughs> Neil, your your new nickname is horn wiper. <laughs> I don't think your thing's recording, is it? What? Your phone. Yeah, it's recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just checking, right? Yeah. Okay, another Horn- visual, another visual Sorry. radio. Um, uh, new nickname for Jay? Hornwiper. <laughs> Hornwiper. And then uh, within a year, I was managing the shop, and it was uh, one of the largest in the Southeast. I learned how to repair cellos, flutes, clarinets, oboes, bassoons, um, you, you name it, uh, uh, sousaphones. And, you know, I'm talking from s- something being run over by a car fixing and uh, I just took to it well, and then uh, I did that. On that was mostly a ten-year career. Right when everything started going well with that was when the internet kicked in and online sales started happening. People started buying stuff online, so that just really cut back on the yeah. music store business. And I found myself um, you know, intermittently, you know, for six months <laughs> out of that job in between working for the local mom and pop stores who were bought out by the big store. So let me. So some of the jobs I did. Let's see. I was an exterminator. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, under houses, fumigating, uh, and then fumigating uh, the, the, the what the containers coming in from the ports down Charleston, South Carolina. I uh, did uh, concrete work in the highway in August in Charleston, wow. South Carolina, moving concrete forms. So one day, I did literally that. in I, hell, like yes, heat. Yes, I painted billboard signs. Back before they were printed, you actually had to paint them, and I, wow. I, I did that. This is amazing. And, yeah. uh, I and did with, not know about this. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, uh, I'm also an, an artist, and uh, I 
some of my jobs. I did mural work in, in middle schools and high schools. Did uh, you know on the wall they wanted to think so I did that. Um, and the carpentry. When I moved to Nashville, I, my first thing was carpentry. Well, I moved here actually producing an artist from Charleston. This so that gave me my first little income. And then once that was over, then I had to you know provide for my second wife number two written down and um <laughs> and uh so i was a carpenter and my last job as a carpenter in town I was working for jeffrey Steele, was a prominent writer and was a, a boy howdy was a band he was in and he had no idea i was a steel guitarist and i wasn't there to be i was there to work, work I, was, yeah. I was building his studio he had a demo studio on top of his publishing label and uh, he's this is crazy. this is a truly Nashville song. Yeah, it's a a story. yeah, it, it's and uh, this is crazy. He had discovered that I smoked cigars on my lunch break, and he was a cigar guy. I didn't know, so we came out and so we started talking. And after a couple of weeks, he just asked, and I forget how it came up, but I was on steel guitars. He goes, "What?" He goes, "What? No." He goes, "What are you doing working for me?" He goes, "Your your name is going around as being a great carpenter." He goes, "You don't want that." I was like, well, <laughs> I, I, I need to pay some bills. Right. So yeah, sort of, sort of do. He goes, no, he goes, you have to just, you know, just do, you have to do it. You have to quit this. Well, it's way easier said than done. And you know, that was on my mind for quite a bit. And then the next week I shot a finished nail into my finger. <gasps> and okay. I said, yes, I need to quit this. You need yeah. to quit this. <laughs> so I'm not as good as he said. <laughs> I, I, I made up my mind and, and stuck to it. Um, before that, the only musical like professional being paid besides back down in Charleston, paying on the weekends and doing that whole, you know, I did that all my life, you know, playing in bars and clubs. Um, so my first pay job was actually was for my now wife. Three. Yeah. Right, right down. And, and uh, that's for last. The best <laughs> and, for last. And yeah, I'm so, out of room yeah, on my yeah, paper. Yeah. We're good. Exactly. And, so are uh, you. And so uh, I was her guitarist. I was her tour manager. I was acting as the label. She had her own label. She was under... I was the A&R guy, like I would drive it, and this was before GPS was affordable whatsoever, so I had the MapQuest and, and an Atlas, yeah, and yeah. did all it for six months of that, and then that ended back into carpentry, and then the hap- the story with Jeffrey Steele happened, and then that's when I really started, um, re- you know, I quit totally, and just tried to play as much as I could, I went to any bar, any people I met, I would just go and just go and go and meet and meet and meet, and all along, I was playing a lot of acoustic backing, uh, mostly girls singing harmony. And then once I finally got through to my first steel guitar gig in town, was p- playing on some demos for a buddy who had written some songs. And the drummer he had hired was actually Jason's drummer, uh, Rich Redman. And he met and he goes, wait a minute, you're a young steel player and you're not. He goes, oh, oh this is, no, this has to change. And he introduced me to the rest of the guys and I was officially hired for three years before I was hired. <laughs> and in that time was when I had my first real jobs. I somehow, one of the girls I played for, uh, Charla Korn was her name. Is, it, is her name? She's still alive. Um, and uh, <laughs> and her brother had played for Pat Green in uh, te- Texas. In Texas, yeah. And Jack Ingram had yep. a first number one hit. There's a lot of steel in Texas. There's a lot of steel. Yes, a lot of, a lot of old steel players. And mm-hmm. uh, he's uh, been around in Texas for a long, long time. And finally got a deal nationally and was trying to push. And he was going on a tour with uh, Brad Paisley. Needed a steel player. And so by word of mouth, he called me one day and said, hey, man, I'm in town Tuesday. Let's have coffee. I said, all right. So I met him. He goes, you want to play for me? I said, yeah. Hadn't heard, <laughs> hadn't heard me play a note, but just because of who he heard it from. Yeah. Took it that I could do the job. And so that was my first job. Um, still keeping in touch with Jason. Uh, or his guys on the way, you know, still promised, hey, you're starting in April. Oh, sorry, not April. Yeah. Uh, October. No, no. Uh, turns out the way they wanted Next to door. do it. Yes. Next door. Well, they wanted it when it was going to be for, for good and not just for a summer because they were still opening for people also. So we actually missed each other by days or weekends, but it's the same arena yeah. or venue. And then um, Ingram, just, you know, just a typical story, you know, it just doesn't happen for everybody. And his he, he hit his thing and then it went down. And he actually did a great thing, which most artists don't do. He gave me a two weeks um, pay. Yeah, wow. <laughs> he said, "Hey, are, we have a show in Nashville. Just go ahead and take your stuff off the bus, but I'll pay you for the next how many shows we're doing in two weeks. I'll pay you for all those." And the last day That's of those, cool. the last yeah. day of those two weeks, I get a phone call from a guy in L.A. who's the band manager for Jessica Simpson. She had released a country album, and it did I remember better. that. It went number one real quick. They didn't know it, and they had to put a band together quick. They'd heard my name from three different people. Said, uh, 
do you want to play? I was like, yeah. Because at that time, it's funny because I was playing a show with a band I was working with before Ingram, who I'd left that band to play for Ingram, and they gave me all, I mean, they gave me hell. Oh, he's nothing and all that. You know, we're going to, we were signed. And they were actually working with the guy who produces Jason. So it was just a close knit, weird yeah. world. So I left them, did the Ingram thing, got off with Ingram, came back and said, hey guys, I need some work. They hired me. He had open arms. Come back, come back. It was our first sound check on a Thursday. Got back to the hotel room. Got the phone call for Simpson. So that night at the show, I was like, hey, guys, this is my last show. Wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you two Jessica. weeks. I'll do they it. didn't give me any shit for that one. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we, you know, I'm flying out Tuesday. Sorry. Yep. Understood. And, yeah. Yep. And then uh, still keeping up with Aldine during that time. And then she did only uh, for a strict one year. That was it. It was June to June. For the first six months of that, I wasn't, um, I was flying in and out. And then the second six months, I was literally gone. Totally gone. Didn't see Nashville mm-hmm. for six months. Lived the way the LA does it. They, you know, they, they don't come back. They just stay out on the road the whole time. And then that. With Jessica end, the whole time. Yeah. Were you in her book? You know, she just released a book. I hope not. Have you read it? Are you in it? Are you in Any her book? Any scandalous what, stories with Jessica are you, Simpson? Are you referenced in her book? I've signed papers that if there was, <laughs> but there's not. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> there's got to be some juice here. There's no, there's no juice. The, the, only, the, only, the only thing I can say was uh, it is a, it's a total act. What do you she's, mean? She's not a, a dumb person. No, I told, yeah. Yeah, it's a very, it's just for some reason that was her. She's playing to her audience. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but no, that was a great experience. It was really neat to, to see that side of the music business, the LA side. Yeah. And uh, matter of fact, the last, uh, one of my many, I was, um, last show of the tour, we're hanging out, it was in, uh, in LA, we're opening for Rascal Flats, and there's all kinds of industry people, uh, lab, uh, music and move, I mean, you know, the Flats guys know everybody, and so I find myself talking to someone. I usually don't go to the after parties and stuff. I'm not that. I haven't been to one of Jason's entertainment of the year after parties, by the way. So I'm just not. My wife hates that, but I just don't do it. <laughs> anyway, hanging out, and I'm talking to this guy, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, I, I know, I know, I know this guy, and I'm horrible with names, awful at it. So finally, halfway, I'm like, sorry, I, what's your name? I, I, I know I've met you before, and I'm sorry. He goes, No, we've never met. And I said, no, no, I, I know I've, right. I know I've talked to you. I mean, I, oh I know gosh, you. Who was it? And he goes, no, he goes, we, we, we've never met. And this is probably something, the punchline that you won't get. I know you will. I said, well, I know I've met you. He goes, I said, how do I know you? He goes, sweep the leg, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. I like that. One laugh and one what? <laughs> karate Kid. The original Karate oh, Kid. Oh, okay, okay. Blonde, oh, blonde dude. Oh, my sweep husband's going to be Johnny. so sweep disappointed in me that I didn't get that reference. <laughs> that's all right. Well, that's like the Sorry. reference before we started with the uh, Sesame Street. Yes. I was... Uh, letting you know that there's you know, TV networks and there were only three. And, <laughs> yeah. and it was, they did the... There the, once was only three channels. The, yes, yeah. yes. The, I had to that. get up and change. Right. You were dad's remote. Yes, I was. <laughs> and uh, there was a, the number of the day. It was 12 or yeah. 3. And there was the, the song. Was, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, oh, 9, 10, okay. 11. Okay. That's why when you were counting. Gotcha. I, that was the joke that you didn't... Sorry, I missed yeah. that. Yeah. I missed that. <laughs> Still not doing well. Still not doing well with it. The left side of the table is connected. Uh, you know, you're not that much older than me. You're not quite Neil's age. See, I think you're somewhere in between us. Yes. Right? Yeah, exactly. Closer okay. to almost, I'm closer so, to him. So <laughs> we can we can all come together. I'm closer to the we AARP have, card. We're closer in the number of scars. <laughs> and ex-wives? Um, no, nah, I've got him. I've got him beat. No X, no X. Is what we're saying. <laughs> you guys are the same. Oh, we have. That's one thing in our in our on our. We, we have the same conversation on our. Neil's bus. gonna hate me. He's oh, gonna no. murder well, me. I mean, yeah. When we're touring on the bus, it's the same conversation. I hate this podcast. Week. I hate this and podcast. One of them is how many wives between the whole band. Oh, oh like, it's great. It's a substantial number. <laughs> well, that's a hard life, and I don't yeah. think that can be boiled down to one person. That's a hard life. It is. It is. Yeah. And, uh, well, and that's the thing. You were wondering about that because yeah. when, when I, you know, when. What Jay does is he wakes up in the morning and gets his wife ready for what? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Get, get, you get her ready for work. Yes, I have I already have the coffee programmed. Oh my know, gosh, husband before. of the year, first of all. Oh, you don't, know, you don't even, who you wait till I get started. You have no idea how much I'm already I'm impressed. Be so. Then he goes back to bed after she oh, yeah. leaves for work. Of course. Because he's a musician. Yeah, you yeah. work late. And yeah. musicians yeah. don't get up before one. Yeah. Well, 10 30. 10 30. That's about when I, I wake up. I know exactly when you wake up. Yeah. <laughs> the first text I get <laughs> at 5 30 when I actually wake up. But, uh, but, uh, I, uh, but no, I, 
you know, my wife works nine to five. Uh, she works for a plastic surgeon down in the um, Westmead area. And so when I'm home. Need a plug? I, hair plug? No, you're here. <laughs> Garza. Plug for the plastic surgeon. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all into that. Garza, plastic surgeon. Okay, there Garza, you go. Garza, plastic yeah. surgery. And uh, she runs the office. She is the nurse. She is the manager. She does everything. Does it all. And uh, so when I'm home, I do the grocery shopping. I clean the house. And then, wow. I, you know, I, I cook dinner. Because, I, you know, what kind of, I mean, you know, she works nine to five. I'm sitting at the house. That would be stupid to have her come home and cook dinner for me. Yeah. Even that would be great. But that's not. <laughs> but no, it's. <laughs> it's not that's right. And what's funny about that is when she comes out on the road, she just shakes her head. She goes, you are so spoiled. Because <laughs> we do. We have someone that makes her drinks for us. We have someone that, you know, everyone does something. Well, yeah. It's not that I ask for it, but just this You're the, the talent. It's just, oh. I'm not, yeah. I, I'm not <laughs> Bill Murray. You're Groundhog. Did he just refer to himself? Groundhog Day is <laughs> yes, a movie. I know, okay. I know Groundhog Day. <laughs> Come on. I met uh, Bill once. Oh my gosh, I love him. It was. Um, You've met everybody. I yeah. have. This was a either t- the Today or Good I think it was Today Show. And he comes in. There's one room down where everyone, it's a, it's a waiting room, kitchen, makeup rooms, and it's just. One Don't room. hit the peacock. Hey, hands off the peacock. Uh, okay. So um, anyway. Podcast listeners, there's yeah. a glass peacock on the table. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. yeah. That, could have, that could have been really awkward. <laughs> but everyone's everyone's there. I mean, everybody, Jason, us, the other guests, the special this, and some, you know, wrote, uh, uh, what, what, Hoda, you know, they're all there. In walks Bill Murray with no manager, no handler, no nothing. He just walks in, and we're all like, you know, elbows yeah. are going. It's Bill Murray. And he just goes to the kitchen, gets something to eat, and watches the TV with us. And Stop it. And we're all just, you know, you know you, you, there's an etiquette. You, yeah. know, you just don't yeah. do things, and mm-hmm. you just act like nothing's happening, even though you want to go and tackle them. And um, so you later. You go start reciting Groundhog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Start all those jokes that he did. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So we um, end up. Upstairs in the studio, doing our sound check, run through the song, and he's doing some things. And he leans and looks, and because he's a music fan, he's a musician, singer. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, so, so he, uh, excuse me, so he um, starts walking over. Jason had walked off to do his you know, thing with the video, so we're all just standing there. I happen to be the one that's closest to him. He walks up, looking directly at me, sticks out his hand, says, "I'm Bill Murray." I'm like, "No oh, shit, of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jay." And so, you know, what do you, you know, what do you do? And he's just asking questions about the sound in the studio. He goes, wow. oh, it sounds real good in here. So, yeah, there's, those, those kind of, the, I'm peppered with those type of things where, you know, no pictures, no this, no, it's just. Just your memories. Just, uh, which will fade. <laughs> As we all will, like yeah. the days of our lives. <laughs> That's us. Uh, uh, Steve Martin was one of my favorites because <gasps> I love him. It was another after, musician, another oh. musician, banjo player. Yeah, banjo player. Favorite yeah, movie, one of my favorite movies of all time is The Jerk. Oh, well, of course. Yes. Hey, puppy. So it was after the awards show. The one time my wife came out, and the one time where everything I told her wouldn't be was, you know, the, the backstage was cool this time. The after party was cool this oh, time. Oh, that's I mean, not good. No, that's it, not good and I at all. Prepared her for everything. Did not right. be cool. It's really boring, honey. It's really you, boring. You stand There's around. Nothing, you, know, you don't yeah. see anyone. And this start. is after pictures with Kiss, like <laughs> Kiss, literally walked full. Yeah, every. I mean, everything was not the way I said. So we're walking down the back way to get to our hotel so she can change to her second dress for the after party. Yes. And uh, in around the corner comes a guy and he's got a, he has a hat, and sort of keeping to himself. I look, I'm like, that's that's Steve Martin. So I'm like, I have to at least shake his hand. So he gets close and I make eye contact. And I said, sir, I really enjoy your work. I'm a big fan. And my wife, who's been Is around, that me, what you say? Yes, that's what okay. I, that's what All I right. said. Right. And uh, so my wife, who's you know, she's seen backup for Willie Nelson. She's been around, you know, she worked with Ronnie wow. Millsap. She knows how to handle herself. Looks up and realizes she goes, "It's Steve." <laughs> 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 so he just laughs and walks on. So yeah, I've oh. lots of those type of tons of those type. Yeah. Like Smokey Robinson giving me a hug after I played was. What? Wow. Yeah, you're like, you know. Smokey so, Robinson, Smokey really? Up, yeah, of all that of Smokey Robinson. That was, I couldn't talk. That was the one I couldn't, yeah, I that's couldn't even talk. I'd, understandably I couldn't, so. Couldn't get, a, couldn't get a word out. But you're, but along with the, the people that we all know, you also collect people. <laughs> 
as I like to put it. And I explain it like. So Neil, Neil told me we were going to interview you and I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a great idea. Like he's, he has such an interesting life an interesting career and he's a musician, yada, yada. And he was like, yeah, 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 no, that's great. But like he collects people. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean he collects people? Like, is he like a serial killer? What are we talking about? He's like, no, he He, he he finds interesting people and he collects them and tells. The the whole traveling musician thing is just that. Yeah. Whatever. Everyone, everyone knows. We know your, your real motivation is. Well, just for a, a brief example, no. it's just the way I met Neil. Well, you strike up conversations was, with people. Well, yeah, I'm, I love that. I, I'm, You're all, you, I grew up with nothing. I grew up in a you know. I actually used an outhouse and took baths in a pan for a year and a half from, between fifth and sixth grade uh, in Kentucky. So you know, I literally have you know experienced. What city in Kentucky? Salt no, what place in Kentucky? Place. Salt Lake. <laughs> Salt. I, wait, is that Menifee County? What no, county Bath County. Bath, I know where that is. You do? I have been there. You've been to Bath County? I have been probably to Bath County. Probably been to Owensville County. then. Owensville's the, the uh, town. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's the really You and yeah, Jay are the only ones that made it out. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> made it out, exactly. Yep. But uh, but no, the, the whole thing is I, I, I've decided um, to use the position I'm in. I, I, like I said, I don't take pictures with the sled. I don't do that. But I do want to experience things. And I, you know, I, I don't, I've never been a salesman. I can't. I, probably to a detriment to myself. I, I don't push myself on people. I don't. I'm just not that guy. But I just, you know, sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm going to use what I do while I have it to meet some cool people, and for no benefit, for no payoff, just to meet cool people. Um, now, Neil was just a total accident. That was walking through. I was looking <laughs> that down was at the my, airport. Yeah, it was the airport. Really? Was the airport. Yeah, I was looking. I was looking at my plane ticket. And looked up. And I said, oh, "Shit, Neil." Wait, so you recognized him? Yeah. It, well, no one's going to recognize me. And I was. I'm in change my hair constantly. I'm on. Oh, on really? the, I'm on the. Oh, I, I used to have long hair and a full beard for like a Stop year. It. But it turned Shaved out to be. It. We turned out to be on the same flight. It was the funnest flight with him and Evan Richter over uh-huh. to Vegas, and oh, we, we were sitting <laughs> in front and. Like buying shots for each other back and forth. What'd you get me? Uh, um, we got you a, a Zima uh, or something. Not a Zima. Nice, um, natty ice. It, it, it no, was, it was, it was a light thing. And then we got you a hot chocolate. <laughs> a Smirnoff ice. <laughs> and then, then, we, then we ordered him a hot chocolate. And, How precious. And he he did the right thing. He ordered the Bailey's to put in it, which made it all right. Yeah. So you guys were friends right off the bat. Oh, inst- yeah. He, yeah. I ran into him and we just, I instantly was like, hey, I'm not just a weirdo. I mean, I am. <laughs> I'm not just an ordinary weirdo. I have a weirdo with a great job. And uh, so I told him who I played for right away. And, oh, cool. And, do you drink for you? I'm like, yeah, whatever. I text my wife. I'm like, I just ran into Neil Warren. And, <laughs> and then he showed funny? up. It's hilarious. And then he showed up to where we were <clears throat> hanging. Yeah. So, yeah, then it was just, yeah, just talking Natural. and sharing stories. Yeah. So, I didn't really collect Neil. I, I, I just sort <laughs> of, uh, he sort of latched on. But yeah, um, <laughs> I'm a latcher honor on that case. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So what I was telling so um, my, uh, the, the guy he mentioned, Evan, he, he runs our monitors, our in-ear that gives, you know, and tells us, you know, that we know what we're hearing on stage. And he and I are big geeks, uh, History Channel, Discovery, Travel. Uh, we, we bowl together every week for three years now. We Isn't that hilarious? I love bowling. that. They have a bowling league. They have a, they <laughs> have a, so a band <laughs> bowling league. And, uh, so weird. It's not the band. I'm the only one in the band. Well, yeah, the other, right, right. Yeah, I don't hang around the band. I hang around no. the, the other guys. And um, so anyway, we have a favorite show. He has two shows. Uh, uh, Destination Truth was the first one. And the second one is Expedition Unknown that came after the first one. His name's Josh Gates. Um I've been watching shows for, he's had shows for years, and the first show was him and his crew all filmed, traveling, and it was like looking for Bigfoot, looking for ghosts. I mean, it was those kind of things, all kinds of different topics, and and they they went all over the world. And the great thing about the show is it showed them traveling. That was the biggest part I liked. It showed how they reacted and acted with each other, which was a lot like my life. You know, the guys in the band, we do the same things, you know, not as exotic, but we do it. And then his second show is more just him, not focused too much on anyone else. But still, it's, he just seems like a great guy. So the typical evening in my house, I get home, or sorry, my wife gets home. I make her her drink, fix dinner, eat dinner, clean the kitchen, and within 30 minutes, she's asleep. So then I'm sitting there for <laughs> three hours. <laughs> then I'm watching the shows I want to watch, you know. And I was the like, Bachelor and, and the Real Housewives. Of course, of yeah, course, of course. Uh, little Women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I'm like, I was watching this. One episode, I'm like, I'm gonna, I need to find this guy. The destination truth. I'm gonna find this guy. And I, and this is before I was anything to do with social media at all. And uh, I was looking, and I found what I thought would be an email address that could get to his people, maybe you know, a real one versus a fan site thing. 
send an email, and a week later, I get a response that says it's him directly. And because my, my thing was, and I, it was all, I mean, it was straight up seventh grade. Dear sirs or ma'ams, <laughs> my name is Jay Jackson. I play, I mean, it was literally that kind of thing. Love to we'll be on the West Coast in four months. Love to have you out. I'll have you four tickets. Plain, simple. And he got back and said, I would love to. And so. But he doesn't get out much. Either. Like, well, he travels so much. I yeah. didn't know, you know. And then, uh, so we keep in touch a couple times via email. No phone numbers exchanged or nothing. And then I'm thinking, all right, this is somebody in the office. This is somebody who, you know, <laughs> this is just somebody who wants to come out and do a show and uh, for free. And uh, so the day before, I, you know, say, hey, I need your, if you don't mind, I need your cell phone so I can keep in touch with you the day of. And he said, fine, send it to me. I'm like, oh, but still, I'm like, eh. Mm-hmm. So day of, he, I get a text and say, hey, where do I pick up the tickets? And this is where I was like, oh, okay, this is where I got you. Because if you're not you, I'll know it. I said, there will be in hand. You have to, I have you parking and I will give you the tickets. So sure enough, I get a text, hey, I'm here. And by the way, the, the buddy of mine, Evan, is on a different bus. And I say, hey, he's here. <laughs> so I walk out and Evan's like Garfield on the, on the glass, you know, the like cat. Geeking and, out. Yeah. And, I walk, and here he comes and he's laughing his butt off. Him and his wife, I'm like, see, we thought we were being punked. We thought we, were, so, so we were thinking the same thing. Yeah. And he comes out and he has a, bl- and he's blown away by the, the backstage, the production. That's what he wanted to yeah, see all the it's setup. It's really cool. And he's like, does this happen every night? And do you have one that a step, another one that goes next? No, this is all packed up every single night. So he loved the whole thing. So that was my first collection. And uh, fast forward, watching uh, at home, trying to find again on his uh, TV. Um, yeah. Yeah, Caroline's trying, asleep. Caroline's asleep. And uh, no, this actually she was at work. And I was trying to. I like, you know, even though I am a trekkie and a nerd and that kind of, I like watching the things about the people who are stupid nuts about it. And yeah, I, yeah, I like making fun of people. I make fun, I make <laughs> there, fun of myself. That's good. So I mean, there are nerds, and then there are shows <laughs> yeah. about nerds, and then there are people that watch shows about nerds. <laughs> okay, okay. You are speaking with yes. someone who watches shows about, about nerds, nerds because they're nerds. nerds. Exactly. Gotcha. Yes. I love laughing at people, but I laugh at myself. I mean, I'll be the first one to make a joke about myself. When something comes up, I'll just throw it out there right away. So it's not me being uh, mean. It's just, I mean, I grew up with two older brothers that punished me my whole life. and we just That's just how, how I am. And uh, so I'm trying to find shows, and I and I find this. And it's called the Dwarvenaut. <laughs> right away, what? yes. No, this is a, it gets, this, it's going to get and, so good here and, in a second. You and, hang in. And right away, the picture of this guy, it's he's got a chainmail uh, medieval helmet uh, garb on his head with a sword. It's the Dwarvenaut, and the description has to do with Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So I'm in. Yeah. Um, okay. This is going to entertain me. So I hit play. It's on. The, it was on Netflix. Hit play, and halfway through this show, I stop it. I'm like, "This is a compelling, one of the best stories I've, I've heard." And if I can convince my wife to watch it, she'll love it. That's the trick. You got to you know. The trick. There's certain things I just say. There's no way she'll watch it. This yeah. time. She got home. I said, "Okay, b- please bear with me. You have to watch this." We watch it twice in a row that same night. It's this. It's a, a artist. Um, you watched the same show twice. Yeah. Same movie. Same documentary twice in a row. Dwarvenaut. Dwarvenaut. <laughs> Stefan, his name's Stefan. Uh, he's he's Korean. He was adopted, brought over to the states, returned. I don't <laughs> no, need. No joke. It's better. It's he was returned. Like they, they gave him back. So That's horrible. Yes, yes. Then he was readopted by a upper middle class New York family, and they were very much into the arts. He traveled the world. He went to Italy. He learned, and he is an amazing artist. But then he had this huge interest in Dungeons and Dragons. And that's his whole world revolves. And he, what he does, and the reason why this all came about, the documentary, was he had a GoFundMe that raised over a million dollars his first time. And what he does is he sculpts, builds modular 3D, about you know three or four inches high, some of them are massive, um, playing boards for people to play Dungeons & Dragons on to actually sort of visualize and be in. His whole thing is get out from the video game yep. and, and interact with people. And here's a cool way to do it versus just a flat board. And he raised over a million dollars in GoFundMe for his first um, line of product. And then this documentary was by the second time where he actually raised over $2 million. And this guy is... That's fascinating. This guy, <laughs> and this guy, but the thing is, he's just the happiest. Yeah, he's a little bit of a drunk, but that's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But he is just the happiest, and he's so talented. And we want, and I'm like, I, I want to meet that guy. <laughs> So, here, we, here we go again. So, no, once this, again, <laughs> I start searching. That, once again, before I'm on social media, I start searching and searching, and I found an email that I thought could get the same thing. 
dear sirs or ma'ams, my name is Jay Jackson. <laughs> Did the whole thing. And I get a response a week later, about two weeks later, and it's from him directly saying, oh, because I'm not big on country music. And, you know, if you're, as long as you're playing, because I told him we'll be in New York. If you want to come out, I'll give you the same things. And um, I said, yeah, I'd love to, but I don't have a car. So as long as I get there in the subway, he goes, I'm not big on country, so, but I mean, whatever bar you're playing, you know, might be cool. Bar. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, okay, we're, we're playing Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, and once again, I don't, you know, I don't hang out with the band guys a whole lot. We just don't have a whole lot in common other than music. We have tons in common that way. But they don't want to discover each other. They're all sports guys. I'm not, I call it sports ball. I'm not, I don't care about sports. Not I at play all. them. Not at all. But I don't watch them at all. Not one sports ball game comes on my TV at the what? house. My wife loves it. So um, anyway, I'm hesitant to tell them about this guy <laughs> just because of everything. Yeah. And because in the Were thing, you worried he's, about he's, what he's going to show up wearing? He's wearing, a, he's wearing a, a wizard hat in the movie. I mean, yes, it's that far, that far in, that deep. So Jay Jackson, I'm, collector of people. I am very concerned about what's going to happen. He's bringing us a, a, a date. Still, Aww. you never know because you know when you go backstage at these shows, there's it's almost like um, you never know how people are going to act at a wedding reception that's open bar. It, you know, I mean that's when all hell breaks loose, and you know, yep. you come back to our show and you don't have to pay for anything, and if you want it, you, it's there, and you don't know how they're going to act around if they are fans of Jason or fans of whoever. You just don't know. So when you get someone out that you're not that you don't know at all, there's always that level, and then the added thing where he might show up in full wizard garb. I don't <laughs> oh know. My God. Please tell me you did. So <laughs> I choose to wait to about an hour before the show to prep the guys. <laughs> Let me just fill you in on this thing. I pull the picture up and they're all, they all start laughing their ass off. Do they expect this from you yeah. by now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, well, no, they don't know what to expect from me really. And no. uh, so, um, so he gets there, sends me a text. He comes in as normal as possible. His girlfriend, his not at the time girlfriend, now his wife. This was their first date. Aww. Well, you can't talk meds. I mean, well, there you go. You're all you'll be forever tied together. There you now. go. So he shows up. Just he 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 has a book that he of his artwork that he brought me and signed it to me. And brought that. He's and it's all, really elaborate, great artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's all smiles, all hat, and just be just loving every minute of it. Quiet, not over the top. His girlfriend or his date now wife worked in the theater industry, so they she's been backstage. She knows the etiquette. And actually, the guys were pissed off. Like, we wanted a, we yeah. wanted we something to go down. We wanted this. Yeah, we wanted the wizard to show up and cast spells on us. And here's this normal guy. He sounds he, precious. He's great. It, it, it really is. Uh, you know, and through him, I've I've met his director of that um, documentary. Has a, a one that was also done years ago uh, called Made in Japan. That's on on iTunes. Yeah. Won awards at South by Southwest. We're working on a project together. I mean, it all. Ha- you know, things just happen that way. That's the guy with all the camera equipment on the Instagram that I always see you post about, or you've referred to him a couple times. No, I think that is uh, one of the the O Young brothers. Okay, There's, uh, two uh, Asian guys that do come out to some of our big shows and they take great pictures. They yeah. do great stuff, and one of them is actually the uh, camera guy. I think the one you're talking about is a camera guy for Expedition Unknown. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. yeah, that's you're talking about. Just all a right. great guy. He out of the blue was just sending uplifting messages and now i'm not talking three in the morning drunk i'm talking just you know thinking about you because i had him out of the show i you know same thing you know got in touch with him <laughs> and had him come out just to come out because he seemed because at the the show that he was involved with there's when they showed the the crew and he just seemed like one of the cool guys and i was like i gotta have that guy out and he was he was a cool guy and he was a cool guy yeah, everyone I've met that way has been exactly the way they've been portrayed, which I like. That's, yeah, that's refreshing. That, yes, that's nice. All wow. right, I want to jump into a sensitive topic. Yeah. Yeah. Because you mentioned people reaching out to you. Mm-hmm. Did that happen a lot after the Las Vegas deal? Because everyone always hears about uh, Jason mm-hmm. on stage, and we always associate Jason, but we always forget that there's five other guys out there with him and a whole crew on the side. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll that, go back, tell, talk about what happened in Las Vegas. Cause, all right, there was the Harvest 91, yeah. Route 91 Festival. Harvest Route 91 Festival. I, I don't have the name right in front of me, but that's where that sicko sat up in the um, in the hotel room. Is in, that 2018 or 2017? 17. October 1st. Yeah. I guess I mean, that's a date you don't forget. Jay, Jay can tell the story a lot better than I can. But um, so, so describe what it was like well, um, for you guys, because you didn't understand what was going on at first. Because there's music and there's, uh, you know. It's a perfect night, right? Beautiful night. Well, that's the, the crazy thing about that day was the, I hate Vegas. 
always have, and now I really hate. But anyway, yeah. just not. It was never a place I wanted to go. Yeah. It was not on my radar. But we go constantly because of the award shows, and you know we're always there. So I, I have my routine and my thing, and um, that's why that one time when my wife came, it was so different because I don't do anything. I sit in a room. I mean, I'm not a gambler. I'm not going to shop. I hate musicals. I hate that stuff. So what is what is there for me to do but drink? And it's expensive to drink. Yeah. So I mean, there's only so much. And uh, so that day, I decided I went down and I put twenty dollars in a uh, slot machine and won a hundred right away, cashed out, winning. I'm done. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great day. <laughs> I can go buy a beer. Uh, yeah, I can have a beer. And uh, so, and then that night, I'm on stage, and it's a beautiful. And I literally seconds before things happened, I'm literally looking at the. View of everything, thinking this is a great night. Yeah. This is going to be uh, my uh, just things are some nights you just have a good night. Yeah. And your wife was there with you? No, 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 she okay, wasn't there. Um, but up to this point, this is you know, the Paris attacks had happened, a couple of things had happened. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big, you know, I, I have my guns. I'm a, you know, uh, I was in the Navy, I grew up hunting. Um, I'm a I'm a quasi prepper. You know, I've got things in my car in case it breaks down if I have to stay overnight and eat. I mean, I have all that stuff. So after all that stuff started happening, I really did start thinking, what am I going to do when this happens? Not if, because so, it, it could. It so it's obviously just in the back of your mind, in the back of my mind the whole time. You know, um, I looked at our stage setup. Like, you know, what's the best way? Where's the best thing? Wow. Where could I? You know, what? You know, where can I? What can I do? Yeah. And I had that on my mind, and uh, I mean, it was you know stored back there. It's not like it was on my f- forefront. But uh, so we're playing, and we didn't hear the first few shots he took at a um, gas tank at the airport. He was trying to blow up gas tanks over there. Yeah, couldn't hear those. Um, and then we were playing. Um, when she says "baby" was the song I was playing, and all of a sudden I started. I heard the first. Um, Round go off the first few, you know, the, the automatic round. The first, um, so you can actually hear it. Oh, yeah, it sounded just like a bunch of firecrackers. Heard, heard that, and I knew that was, I knew it wasn't an electrical signal, I knew there were no fireworks, so I knew something was off, but wasn't quite sure. And when the second bout went off, was when the stage was being peppered, yeah, and no one else at that point, and I. No, not, not many people realize that nope. some of the Why some of the you? initial like before yeah. he yeah. pointed toward the crowd, he he went across the stage once or twice. So he was mm-hmm. trying to hit you. He was just hitting whatever he could. The, the type of thing he had made a regular semi-automatic rifle an automatic rifle. It's got a bump stock, mm-hmm. and because of the action, the way it bumps, it's hard to control. I've actually shot automatic weapons. I've shot with uh, Chris Cox of the NRA at yeah. his private collection. I've shot M16s, M9. I mean, so. If you're not used to it, it's a you know, and that's for one that's a regular automatic weapon. Yeah, those aren't meant for accuracy; they're meant no, for mass spreading, casualties. Spreading, yeah, yeah. And this stock it made it, and at the distance, I mean, but he was the second bout that happened. I saw the stage being peppered, and that's when I did what I was going to do. I jumped off, and I was up ten feet near on my riser where I was playing, through a bunch of cables, <laughs> the big cables, electric. Yeah. You've seen how that setup is. I went through all that. Yeah. And got down behind road cases, trying to figure out what was happening. Because from our point of view and our the sound, it sounded like there were many people surrounding the whole area coming in. So yeah. I was trying to get a visual uh, here. Um, meanwhile, there the it was still hitting the metal of the stage and sparks flying. I mean, it was all there. Had it hit you? What was happening at that point? Yeah, you oh, knew it was gunfire. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. As soon as I saw the stage being peppered, I knew it was gunfire. And I knew it was high-powered gunfire, and I needed need to get behind something substantial. Yeah. So, and by the way, I play barefoot, just so you know, I don't know if you know that, but I play barefoot, oh, I mean, and uh, yeah. that's a comfort what? thing. I, I grew up playing that way. You couldn't wear shoes in the house, yep. so I had no shoes on. So that's just a side note for what's getting ready to happen. So we, I jump back, and trying to take cover. The rest of the band figures out what's going on. Our security guy calls them out. They're all over on the left side of the stage. I'm back sort of in the right, separated. We've got crew guys hiding, people, you know. So I see them get rushed to the bus because by then he had moved past that area and out into the crowd. He'd figured out his aim, I guess. But still, I, that's after the fact knowing that. But still, I thought there were people. It's crazy to people. hear you say it that way, that he figured out where, where these things were spraying. Yeah. I mean, that's. Ugh. But, uh, you know, you still think it's more than one. You're not sure. You know, you move when there's a break. Yeah. You know, you try to get in the better, what you think is a better spot. And uh, my goal is like, I need to get back to our bus. For some reason, like that's where I need to go. 
and that was right where it was all starting. So I had to wait to see what was where it was moving to, because yeah. obviously something was moving. The you know however it was going. So once I started hearing, you know things getting the bullets weren't hitting near me. I heard him hitting things elsewhere. That's when I started making a move to our bus. But and when I got there, I ruined, I had no idea the, the window had been shot out of our bus. There was a couple holes in it. Glass was everywhere, and I barefoot. I just got up on Ran the bus. Ran the glass. Yeah, and we all waited, and then that's when the real chaos started because the police didn't. They didn't know. They were getting calls that someone's at another casino shooting, but that was because they said, hey, someone's shooting over, and so it was all so much chaos. And the echo in there, that was yes. kind of made it, you couldn't tell the you direction. Could tell. You could not tell the direction you could it was not coming tell. from. And at this point, by the time oh. we started moving, they started trying to move people out. He was already dead, but we didn't know that. We didn't yeah. know what was going on. There were still reports of this and this. And they, they took us out in front of the stage, right where, the, and they said, don't look left. <laughs> look what left. What do you do? You look left. So you see the whole the aftermath. Oh, my god! And they take us to this, uh, it was like a some kind of cleaning uh, supply warehouse where in the front is like an office, and it was all, so they had us in this office just trying to get people together, trying to get us somewhere to be where they think was safe. They don't know. And that was about, you know, a 500-yard walk, or 200, no, about 500-yard walk. Get us there. Meanwhile, I'm still barefoot the whole time. Yeah. And then, uh, then they get us in the back of a truck. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. We think someone's shooting. Just put us in the back of a truck right. and drive us down the road and then stop and say, okay, we're as far as we can take you. How much time has elapsed by this point? 45 minutes. Oh, my gosh. So we get to, we're on the street, and we're trying to just get, keep someone together. Keep yeah. Our people together as much as we can, you know, with the band, Evan's there with us. Yeah. And then we end up going to the, we figure, okay, we were supposed to, here's the, we were supposed to fly out private after the show. Yeah. Because Jason wanted us all to get home. And he really does that. But this time he's like, I'm going to fly everyone home. We've been gone. I want you all to be home. And so we had all of our stuff, our IDs, everything was in one spot staged to be put in a van. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we figured, okay, maybe they're at the airport, the private airport. Maybe they're there. So we walk there, <laughs> which is a nice trek through the desert stones and stuff. <laughs> barefoot. Barefoot. <laughs> barefoot again. <laughs> I already had blood and everything on them yeah. too from yeah, walking yeah. through the field there. And uh, so we get there and that's where we end up getting a good core of all of us together with, with people who can make phone calls and get something together. So after I would say two or three hours after being shifted and moved, we finally end up miraculously back with Jason at a place called the mansions at MGM, mm-hmm. the biggest, grandest, the, the guy who owns or the guy who, sorry, owns, who runs MGM is friends with Jason and a few of our people. They gave us one of the floors which is just one big house. It's a massive house, basically. Mm-hmm. And said, here, you guys stay here until you can figure things out. So, you know, the group of people we hadn't gotten together stayed there overnight. No sleep, just trying to... Yeah, how do you sleep after uh, that? You know. No. Could you and, get in uh, touch with your family? Now, the one thing I did, because we were going to leave right after, we have a routine that you know, we come off stage, we have our in-ear but basically earbuds. And you put them in a box, and you do your thing, then leave. Well, I put my phone there all the time. So my phone was, other people didn't have their phones, but that's only, I didn't have my ID or anything, but my phone was there. So I got my phone, right? And this is when I got back to the bus, like I said earlier, right right away. And the first thing I did is I put it on low power, low battery mode, text my wife, said, I'm okay for now. I'll, and this is- She had no idea what no, was going on. she's asleep already. Yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, we're hours behind. So I was able to have my phone and have it- you know, we, we were sharing a charger because at, at one point we were in the airport. It's just a whole mass of moving and moving. So we all were sharing a charger as much as who, who did have their phones and letting people use their phones. And then, yeah, it was about five in the morning when the phone started, my texts start coming in. Yeah. No one called. They just were texting. Are you okay? And, you know, are you okay? So, and Stefan was one of the first people to text me. Well, that's what made, you made, <laughs> it, it actually it made me think about that because I, um, I remember hearing about at our time we were on air and it was just gunshots in vegas possibly someone's been hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think i sent you a text at some point yeah, as well me, yeah. like because when all of a sudden it started getting more and more involved and it's like mm-hmm. wait a yep, minute you, yep you'd checked in yep. so i i was going to ask you if if that's always top of mind or you're able to put it back back of your mind but it sounds like it's pretty much top of mind when 
Like it's always there. Oh yeah, it's yeah. always there. And um, we were offered um, counseling. Yeah. Um, but my view of, I mean, I, 2017 was just a shit show for me. I lost my brother, my grandma, my real father, all in that same year, and then that oh that cap that topped off my year. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was it was a it was a crazy year anyway. Um, we were offered counseling, but I was I am good friends with an ex uh, Navy SEAL yeah. who was on the. Uh, Bin Laden raid. He was on the Captain Phillips raid. I mean, it's a crazy story about meeting. I didn't collect him, but I just <laughs> I met him. Uh, and we hit it off. And uh, I talked to him. I was like, if I'm going to talk to somebody, it's somebody who has actually been he shot at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit different. Yeah, and just my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, um, he helped me a lot. I mean, it wasn't a lot of conversations either. It was just, you know, little things here and there. Um, the biggest thing I had, and it took me a while, but... When it started happening, I realized what it was, knew it was PTSD. It wasn't, you know, I, kn- I knew it. So whenever it happened, I was able to, and it's been uh, maybe, I think about six months ago, it finally all went away. I would see people, not in the crowds, just at home or anywhere where there's just yeah. not many people. At one time, I actually literally jumped off my chair from the computer because somebody was right beside me. What do you mean just people? Appear, like just a person. Victims from Vegas no, or? No, just no, just somebody, just a figure, just feeling a that you're not there, you're not alone. Yeah, someone's wow. there. Someone's right there, and and, and you know, I see someone move, you know, <sighs> someone walk, and it was. I'm getting chills. Yeah, it was, it, it, <laughs> and it was something that you. It's like you know, it's not That's like a, a leaf yeah. blew somewhere. It's like this. There's some something just, and that would happen, and then I was like, okay, wait a minute, no, no one's. I'm at home by myself. It's this is what it is, Ooh. and that once I realized and really thought about it that way. It really started going away once, a, and that was all I've I've never had any. No stage fright, like no, 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 no. Well, the first, <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, one of the first weekends out, we played outside with Brown Hotels. Yeah, that was tough. That was yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember that. that. that, it, was that like, was, it was like it was it was like Mississippi yeah, or something like that. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, to and, go um, up on stage like that, did you have to kind of did you guys get together as a band and say like, we can do this? I mean, or was there was it just ignored? It was drinking. Yeah. I mean, I guess you yeah. have to, right, to get through it. Seriously, yeah. No, and then uh, on that same note, you know, when, once I got home, which was, you know, we, um, I think I had no IDs, but we did fly home private, and that yeah. was fine. And so we're all scattered, you know. We don't, and we, we went bowling though. My yeah. wife said, "You need to go bowling. You need yeah. to get with your, your guys." Your routine. That. Your routine. Good for and, her. And I, because I didn't have my keys to my car, which my bowling ball was in, I happened to have my old ball. So I still was fine. I still have my old rig. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's impressive. So did that. And then Thursday night, because I got home Monday, October 2nd, and um, got a call in the evening. And by then I was already a few drinks in. I said, hey, we're playing Saturday Night Live. And we're doing a song that you have the intro and the solo on, on an instrument that I normally don't play a lot. It's a dobro. It's way different. than I mean, it's totally different than a pedal steel. Yep. Well, I pursued the freak out. I couldn't even find it. <laughs> My wife, Caroline says, go to sleep. Just go to bed. You'll find it tomorrow. You'll remember the part. I know you haven't played I know you haven't played it in years. You'll remember it. I promise you. So she was a good grounding yeah, she for me for there. Amazing. And I did. I found it that morning, played it, and they flew us out to, to play that. Now, that was the craziest. That's the first time in my life I've ever been really seriously nervous. At SNL? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, everything considered... I'm glad we did. You do several run-throughs, which I'm glad. But still, I had to do the intro. I had to play the solo. And uh, there's a thing called vibrato where you you, you move your hand or, your, you know, when you play an instrument. Yeah. And basically, I said, well, it's a good thing there's a lot of vibrato in this because I was nervous as shit. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't stop shaking. My vibrato was yeah, on point. it was point. on point. Yeah. And, uh, Woo, but uh, but yeah, my wife's like, you couldn't tell, which was great. It was you great. couldn't. It was fantastic. I, saw, I remember watching it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I it remember was, watching it so. thinking, how do you do that? <laughs> it was a beautiful <laughs> like, performance. It was, thank you. It, it was, it was. It was special. I'm, I've been an SNL fan my whole life. Like, yeah. Literally, I, I had the first album they made of the first season. It started the year I was born. I love it. So to play it, oh yeah, one hand was great. Other hand, the reasoning sucked ass. But you know, yeah, I was able to do it. And the, this is the one time uh, I went to an after party. I told because I, I told you earlier, I just don't do it. I told my wife, said I'm going to go to this after party, and I might miss the flight. <laughs> and she said, "Okay, I understand. I understand." So we go, and we get there. And it's a typical, and this is why I don't go, because you go and all your people huddle together and you tend to just, yeah. and I'm like, no, 
No, no, no. There's all these people. Yeah. John Hamm was there. I mean, only, I'm like, I'm going to go talk to people. So out of character, I went and just started talking, talking, talking. And earlier during the show, Lorne Michaels, which is, you know, like I said, a huge fan of the whole show. Oh, yeah. He came in and he didn't really even acknowledge any of us. He was just talking to Jason, the manager, which I'm like, fine. You're, you're Lorne Michaels. Go ahead. Yeah. So I get through talking to a couple of people, going to go back and catch up with my people, look over and there's a booth and there's Lorne Michaels and he sort of does a stand up sort of a handout. I'm like, oh, well, of course. So I shake, said, thank you so much for everything. To his right, there's Steven Spielberg. I just went, I put my hand up and went, Steve, walked off. <laughs> it was either that or jump in his lap, you know, so I just, Steve, Steve. And, and walked off. Podcast listeners, he's holding his hand up as if to say, like, talk don't to the up. hand. Yeah, like, don't yeah. get up. Please. Don't yeah. get up. You're fine. <laughs> please, please, sir. Please. Please. You're, you're good. Oh. So, yeah. So, uh, who else was at the after party that? Well, John, John was nice. John Hamm was great. It was nice. And I actually brought him over to talk to the other guy. They still were standing in their circle. Yeah. So, and Derek Waters from Drunk History, which is, I'm a huge fan of that show. It's a great show on Comedy Central. He was there and we talked for several hours, about almost an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the, the people, the, the new cast members were there and they were, they were so nice. So, it was just, it was a good night. And yeah. I almost did miss the flight. You almost did. I was going to, that was my next question. <laughs> next question. Because I'm always 10 minutes early downstairs. We always have, you know, we have a lobby calls, what we call it. You know, like, you know flights here at everyone meet. You know, we're, we're herded. <laughs> That's how we're handled. And I had had one of the band members was not bound, pounding at my door. And anyway, <laughs> I made it. And then we get to the airport. No IDs, because we flew private there. Oh, my gosh. But they didn't arrange for us to fly private back. <laughs> I was told everything was handled. Well, here I am, disheveled. You pretty just much. told Steven Spielberg to sit down. I just said, yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> and um, I, know I, I know I reek of all of the alcohol and hairs, whatever. And then there, I'm trying to fill out paperwork to prove I am who I am to get through security with nothing, find out of New York. So... Interesting, yes. <laughs> that whole that's that summed up everything, you know, the, the highs and the lows mm-hmm. of all that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a crazy, crazy wow. experience. Give me chills listening <laughs> to that for sure. All right, now the name. Jay. Yeah. Jay. My name. Me. <clears throat> yeah. Carl. <laughs> yeah, well Carl. Okay. Carl. Sorry, my, Who's uh, Carl? My real name is Carl Ray Jackson Jr. Okay. Okay, that's my real name. Never gone by it. Before I was born, my two brothers told my mom. And this, once again, you will not know what I'm talking about. You will. They said, we love the show Good Times. We love JJ. And we're naming him JJ, boy or girl. So there was this thing on TV that was a thing in the past called, a TV show called Good Times. Yeah. Do you have any idea? I've heard of it. You, yes. You've heard of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, one of the main Never characters, one of the main characters, JJ, and his, his catchphrase, dynamite, was his catchphrase. They loved it. So when I was born, they, JJ was my name. I'd never had been called Carl by anyone. Yep. Except one teacher, my algebra teacher, which I hated. Not because she, <laughs> she actually turned out, she did, I was, I'm not good with math. And so I had to take algebra split into two years. Algebra <laughs> part one, part two. And she gave me a point to keep me from getting an F at the end of the second. So when I moved to a different state, I wouldn't have to retake it. That's, so she turned out to be nice, even though she was Carl. the only person to call me Carl. Yeah, yeah you don't know, look like a Carl. No, no. You know how you, you get to a class and they, they read out your name, they never met you. And if you have a different name, let them know. Yes, I'm Laura. Uh, it was. Yeah. Same He's thing. tater. Todd? She's butter. <laughs> Biscuits. <laughs> so anyway. So, anyway. So, it, uh, yeah. so anyway, JJ, and then over the years, you grow up and you lose those, you know, J. J. So no one has ever known, never knew my name was Carl. So that's how I was named. Then on the road, uh, started the gig with Jason Aldean and our tour manager. This is about almost a. I guess six months in was our first flight, and like I said, we're we're herded. We're you know we're show we're taken care of. You go to the airport and you just wait for someone to point, and you just go where they point. So a tour manager's handing back our IDs. Carl, <laughs> and everyone turns around. <laughs> what? So and we're all big on nicknames. So now my nickname is my real name. <laughs> so they all go. It's not the best. <laughs> That's wonderful. Carl or Carl A. And my yeah. wife my wife just shakes her head. She can't. And which I don't, you know, I've never gone. And it took me a good six months to get used to that. To yeah, cause you, and you don't look like a Carl either. No, I, mean, I don't know what a Carl looks like, but it's not, not you. No. <laughs> not when you're used to him as Jay. Yeah, for sure. Not I mean, you, you're a cool guy. Oh, a cool you. guy is not named Carl. No. Sorry, Carl's no. listening. Well, well, you've, uh, no, well, I mean, 
recently over the past 10 years, Carl's been the butt of a lot of jokes on movies. The name that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Carl. Yeah. Funny, it's just hey, Carl. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Karen. Yeah, I was just going to say Karen. <laughs> Karen wants to speak to the manager. Just, well, so does Carl. Yeah, exactly. Just like Karen. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's been fun. This has been really great. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us. There's like we, we didn't touch on your artwork that you do on the side. We didn't touch on your there's, woodwork that you do on the, We don't have time. There's not enough time for, for it. Never any time. I'll never get into I've Stanford. Got, I, have a, I have a book in the works. I have a TV show in the works. You're a renaissance have, fan. Uh, you are. A yeah. lot of stuff going on. And we'll just have to Where can people follow you? On Instagram? I am on Instagram. Okay. Carl Ray Jackson. <laughs> Carl Ray Jackson. Yeah, I, I had to. It's because gotcha. of I have a uh, middle school age children's book coming out shortly and when the the writer and i well i'm co-writing anyway we got together she was like you're you hate uh social media i said yeah because she was i couldn't find you i said you're correct yeah she says well you have to get start because it's saint just like and i to this day i don't get, well i do get it i get the advertise i get it but they want to see your numbers so i started it and i happened to be right next to miss uh, Brittany aldine when i started it and within two days, I had like 3,500 followers. I mean, I can I just say, I just adore her. I've never met her, but I feel like we're kindred spirits. She's sweet. She's, she's an sweet. animal lady. And oh, yeah. First of all, she's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And I just love everything she does. I've always her. shown pictures of my yeah. dog Loomis to her, and my big boy. <laughs> she seems very, very sweet. Yeah. So this is the last time we're doing it without the camera set up. So Carl okay. Ray Jackson, when you come back, uh, yeah. we're, we're going to do it, and we're going to YouTube it as well. For sure. And then I'll wear my sweats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you for your honesty and being oh. candid and being you. Well, thank you guys so much for asking me. All right. Me. You've been listening to Not The News. Not The News. Signing out.